Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. So now we're in a series, uh, and it's, uh, it's a series that's uh, uh, it's the theme for our home groups, and it's called Introduction of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Introduction, uh, and uh, we would really encourage you, if you have not uh, uh, joined one of our small groups, that you still do it. Uh, a couple lessons, uh, we've, uh, the lesson two is this past week, uh, but uh, you know, we still have some more sessions, and uh, it's, certainly it's about the content. But also, it's about the, the group dynamic uh, that is going on uh, within our church. Uh, I think uh, the interest uh, in uh, uh, the Holy Spirit in small group, uh, it's probably the highest it's ever been. Uh, I, I just did the quick uh, uh, um, numbers uh, this past week, and we have about over 100 uh, that are attending small groups. Uh, in, in, in different ways, in different places, and uh, I think that speaks volumes uh, about the hunger that, that we have. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and uh, we, we also have been uh, trying to make it clear that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're actually talking about the Spirit of Christ. So when we say Spirit of Christ, we're also talking about the Holy Spirit. My assignment today which was given to me by our pastor, uh, is to talk to you about the personality of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, sometimes people see the Holy Spirit as a force. Uh, they, they see the Holy Spirit as an entity. They, they see the Holy Spirit as, as, as a wind uh, uh, or as a fire. Uh, and, and sometimes that can lead you down uh, 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 a, a path that brings misconception. And so, and so today we, we really want to focus in on the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person. And that the Holy Spirit has a, a, a personality. So this morning, my first point is this, that you can hear God's voice. Uh, I remember one time when I was uh, uh, out in uh, uh, nature and I was walking with some people that were familiar with, with wildlife. We were walking along and kind of talking. And then all of a sudden, the person said to me, did you hear that? And I said, hear what? And they said, listen again. And uh, we, we got quiet and uh, it, was, it was a partridge that was kind of beating its wings. And I, I, I wasn't tuned in, but I, I took time to hear that. Um, I um, have some friends that are, are first responders here uh, in the community. And, and how many have heard sirens go off in our community? You've, you've been uh, probably at a coffee shop or something. You've heard sirens. Well, I'm always trying to figure out who it is. I, I'm never sure whether it's, it's uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, emergency people coming with an ambulance or, or it's the fire or, or it's the police. But if you were talking to my friends... They know right away, well, that's fire, or that's the emergency squad going on, and so forth like that, because they have an ear that is tuned to that. Uh, and, and it's so important that you and I realize today that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, 
and it requires that we have a special ear that hears the voice uh, of, of the Spirit. Uh, Henry Blackaby and Claude King, uh, they wrote a book together, and uh, there's a quote that, uh, that Henry uh, makes, and he says this, God clearly spoke to his people in the book of Acts. He clearly speaks to us today. All right, listen closely. Okay, from Acts to the present, God has been speaking to his people by his Holy Spirit because he is always present in a believer. He can speak to you clearly at any time in any way he chooses. Now, what Henry, his point is this, is that when you and I receive Christ, we have an encounter with Christ. What happens is the Spirit of Christ comes inside of us, and he chooses to dwell in our lives, and he wants to, to impact us. John 8 and 47 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He said, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. And the reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. That's in John 8 and 47. And while you're just kind of thinking about that scripture, there are some other scriptures uh, that uh, go along with the same, uh, the same point. John 10 and 13, uh, and, and Jesus was talking about the shepherd and talking about the sheep and how uh, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and referring to the sheep, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all, uh, out, uh, out, out all, uh, let's see, get my notes here, out all, uh, his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So, have you heard the voice of the Spirit speaking to you recently? That, that's the question. Because the Holy Spirit is a person, and he talks. The Holy Spirit communicates to you and I. We don't always listen because it requires an ear to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's, it requires special attention so that we will hear. So my observation is this. When it comes to this, per, this part of the Holy Spirit's personality, is that uh, when people tell me they can't hear the voice of God, and often that's what will be said. So did you hear the voice of God today? No, I didn't hear it. What are you, what are you talking about? And so my observation is this, that when people tell me that they haven't heard or they can't hear the voice of God, it's not that God isn't speaking. God is speaking through his spirit, and his spirit is speaking to us. And so it's not that he is not speaking. It's a matter of our attention. Are we giving him our attention? Or are we easily distracted? And either one can happen to us, right? Okay, number point, point number two. His presence in our life is vital. My point says this. It says, his presence is your vital need. I need the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. 
I need the Spirit of Christ in my life to be my, to be my guide and, and, and to uh, uh, navigate me through life's uh, situations. A guy by the name of Nicholas Herman, uh, who is also known as Brother Lawrence. Uh, Brother Lawrence uh, was a, a Carmelite monk. Uh, he lived uh, uh, during the years of 1614 uh, to 1691. Uh, uh, he was uh, born in uh, France, uh, and there he grew up. He was a humble guy. Uh, uh, he was nothing to look at. Matter of fact, uh, uh, when he wanted to become a, a monk, they really didn't think he could become one, and, and they felt that just physically and a few other things. And so they finally uh, gave him a job in the monastery of repairing shoes. And it seemed like a very uh, a lowly uh, type of job, but it was this monk understood something about the presence of God. He understood that the presence of God was his vital need. And this is what, um, uh, this is what um, Brother Lawrence said. Uh, he was known for, for, this wasn't his book. What somebody did after he died, they put together all of his, uh, his um, sayings and, and comments and paragraphs into a little booklet. It was called The Practice of the Presence of God. Maybe you've heard of it. And in this little booklet, this is what Brother Lawrence says, referring to the presence as, as his vital need. The most holy and necessary practice in our spiritual life is the presence of God. That means finding constant pleasure in his divine company, speaking humbly and lovingly with him in all seasons at every moment without limiting the conversation in any way. So what, what Brother Lawrence was saying was so important that, that you know and I know on a daily basis what the presence of God feels like and, 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 and what we sense and where, where we can find it. And he says it's not only important that we talk to God, but, but we don't want to limit the conversation. We need to make sure that we are also listening to what the Spirit of Christ has to say to us. The psalmist over in Psalm 27 says this. Psalm 27, verse 8, says, My heart says of you, seek his face. You know, really to know the presence of the Lord, you got to seek it. You know, you got to really take time to set yourself aside. So I want to seek, I just want to put myself in a place where I can be just quiet and, and I can hear the voice of the Spirit. And the psalmist said, my heart says if you seek his face, he was talking to himself, your face, Lord, I will seek. Maybe that's what we need to do today. Maybe we need to speak to ourselves. You say, self, I need to seek the presence of the Lord. That's a good thing to speak to ourselves. And it's a good thing for us to give ourselves the, the pep talk and, and sometimes the admonition, seek the Lord. Psalm 105 says this, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. And once again, the emphasis is seek his face. Wow. Holy Spirit as a person, a Holy Spirit that speaks to us and, and just requires us to have spiritual ears, a, a Holy Spirit as a person, a, one that we need to, to, to seek and, and, and go out of our way. My observation is this, um, uh, and, and about this, one other verse found over uh, Matthew 6 and uh, 31, and, and these were the words of Jesus. He says this, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? 
What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this is what Jesus said about pursuing him. He says, but seek first his kingdom, verse 33, and his righteousness, and all these things will given, be, be given to you as, as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of his own. I mean, Jesus was, was really talking about the worries of life. And I think every one of us here in this room have experienced the worries of life. Maybe right now you are experiencing the worries of life. But Jesus said, when it comes to the worries of life, because they're common to us, he said, first, you know what we must do if we want to navigate through the worries of life is to seek his face. To seek his face. And, and, uh, and, and speak to ourselves and find that place where we can just know the presence of God. Hebrews 12 and 1, it's not on the screen, but maybe you should note it down someplace. And, and for those that are taking notes, it says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. I, I like what uh, the uh, writer of Hebrews is talking about. He says, we got all these witnesses. We got all these people that have proven God. And uh, we sing a song today is about, about uh, the past and that knowing what God has done in the past. And we know that he can do it again. And so the Hebrew writer, he's talking about, we got this cloud of witnesses of those that have proven God over and over God. People that knew how to listen to God, those that had knew how to seek his presence. And he says to us today, he says, you know, we need to take, take a little bit of uh, a lead from those uh, that have proven God in the past. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So what's he talking about? I mean, life can get busy. We can pick up things and we can get entangled with the things of life that, that throw us off and distract us and take us away from the presence. I, I, I like the word. It's a, it's, a, it's a word that causes us to uh, pay attention to so easily entangles. I don't like to be entangled. And let us run with perseverance, the, ra the race marked out for us. It's talking about effort and heading a certain direction, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, uh, uh, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hey, people, listen. There is not a day that I don't need to be in his presence. And I would suggest to every one of you today, there's not a day that you don't need to be in the presence of the Lord. There's not a day that you and I can't afford not to know the voice speaking to us and, 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 and just knowing where that presence is. Point number three, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, he wants to be close to you. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to be just a, another department or compartment in your life. He wants to be close to you. John Bevere, and, and for those that are in home group, you, you are, you're familiar with John and, and some of the teachings uh, uh, that, that he has been bringing to us week after week. John says this, God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, wants to be closer to you than any other person on earth. 
He desires intimacy, the deepest level of relationship you can experience. Revelation 3 uh, and 19 in verse 20 says this, Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. Here I am. This is the picture of Jesus Christ and certainly now the work of the Holy Spirit, the person of Christ. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. I'm convinced that this moment that the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of our hearts. I believe with all my heart the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. I believe that he's speaking about every dimension of your life. I believe that he knows everything about us. He knows what's going on. He knows what, uh, well, he knows what frustrations. He knows what walls that seem to be still up there. He knows what you're facing. He knows you're going to face tomorrow. And he's still knocking on the door. And he wants to get our attention. And that's really what he's talking about. It's not so much for the, for the follower of Christ that he's outside, but he's inside of us, and he's trying to get our attention. Trying to get our attention. If we only listen to him. I believe that we are living in the days of his spirit. I believe that we are living in the days of, of his outpouring. I believe what, what happened 2,000 years ago at the day of Pentecost, that was significant. But what God is doing these days is unprecedented. I believe what God is doing these days is taking us to another level of understanding, intimacy, and influence influence in our world and so that's why he says to us today here i am i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and eat with that person and they with me the the uh, the next point that uh I want to uh, share share with you this morning uh, is going to be point number four. But before I do that, uh, Hebrews 4 and 16, it says this when when we think about how he wants to be close to us. I mean, just think about any relationship that you have and and a person that you want to be close to and and you know that they want to be close to you. Uh, uh, and 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 how how that works, and 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 how you will go out of your way to be with that person, and how you will talk to that person, how you will text that person, how you give that person a phone call, how you'll let that person know where you're at, and 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 because you want to be close to them, and and uh, Hebrews chapter four verse sixteen says this about God and about His desire. Uh, uh, for you and I to be so close to him. He says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. This is his desire that you and I will come boldly, that we, that we will uh, come unhindered. And he says, there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So my question to me and to you this morning is, is this, why would we not want to run into his presence if he invites us to come boldly. Come boldly. And that is, that is, the, that is the spirit of Christ in us who's crying out and, and desiring to be so, so close to us. So, so, so there are a number of things that the Holy Spirit wants to do. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit this morning uh, wants to let us know uh, how, how vital his presence uh, in, our, in our life is. Uh, the Holy Spirit just wants you to know this morning that he wants to be close to you. But there's a caveat this morning. 
there's a warning about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit um, is a person. The Holy Spirit is a mighty force. And the Bible talks to us about the Holy Spirit being mighty uh, and, and powerful. But also, the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit is easily grieved. The Holy Spirit has a tender side. Yes, he can be forceful. And, and he can be full, bring, bring conviction to your heart. And, and, and when, when, you, when you sin and, and when you go against his will, the Holy Spirit can come along and convict you and, and make you feel miserable. You know, I've had people talking to me, oh, I was tempted, and, you know, I was thinking about doing this and so forth like that. And sometimes I said to them, I said, well, go ahead, go do it, go sin, go ahead. And, and, and they look at me as strange as, what am I telling them, a preacher to go tell them to go sin? No, I said, because I can guarantee you that if you go sin, the person of the Holy Spirit will convict you. The Holy Spirit will, will, will make you feel miserable because you have gone against his presence in your life. But you need to know today that the Holy Spirit is easily grieved. Listen, Catherine Kuhlman, you ever remember hearing Catherine Kuhlman? Uh, just, just incredible lady, she's, she's gone to be with the Lord. But Catherine Kuhlman said this about the Holy Spirit. See, this is what's happening with our church. See, the Holy Spirit, we, we've received a fresh, fresh download of the Holy Spirit last weekend. Supernatural faith was being released to this church all over the place. I mean, people were just so excited about knowing what God was speaking and doing in our lives. But now, now the Holy Spirit said, okay, listen, I didn't come just to make you feel good, but I, I came to take you to another level of intimacy and influence. And I'm warning you, don't grieve me. All right, let's find out how we grieve the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? This is what Catherine said, and then I got scripture. She said, even though the Holy Spirit is the mighty power of the Trinity, he is sensitive and easily grieved. There is no doubt that this wonderful person may be grieved by bitterness, by wrath, by anger, by evil speaking. In other words, he can be grieved by anything in the life of an individual that is contrary. Get this. Listen to this. She's talking about the fruit of the Spirit now. She says, that is contrary to meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, and endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Wow. There's a whole whack of things that can grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 and 29 uh, and, and a couple of verses there that just support what Catherine said about talking about the Holy Spirit. It's a caveat. Because today, what we as your pastors, we, we want you to know how to move with the Holy Spirit. We want you to know how to flow with the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to flow through your life unhindered. We want, we want his power to be manifested in your life and our lives. We want his influence to fill so that when, uh, as, as you remember, those that were um, uh, listening uh, to the uh, uh, video on, on John Bevere, he talks, about, he talks about Catherine Kuhlman. And remember, he talks in the one time that she's speaking at a conference center, and they got to get her out, and the only way that they can get her out is by taking her through the kitchen. 
Do you remember that? For those that were there, it was, it's just a great story. They take her out through the kitchen, and, and the next thing they know, the chefs that are in the back trying to prepare the meal, they're on the floor. They're on the floor. They don't know what's going on, but it was the presence of God that was so strong in Catherine Kuhlman that as she was going by, people were coming down. Wow, what was that? It was the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was flowing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? Wouldn't that be neat? And just walking, whoo, wow, what was that? What, what, what happened there? And people, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. So Ephesians 4 and 29 says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Unwholesome talk. Think about it. But only what is helpful for building others up to according to their needs, that it may be benefit, benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness. If you've got bitterness today, you're going to hinder the Holy Spirit. You've got rage going on, you're going to hinder the Holy Spirit. And anger, Paul said, brawling and slander, that's going to hinder the Holy Spirit, along with every form of malice. That's going to hinder the Holy Spirit. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgive you. That's, that's, that's the antidote. So here's what I observe. This is how you know. This is how you know how we're doing, okay? Whenever you and I are harsh, I don't care how truthful you may think you are. Whenever you are harsh, you will grieve the Holy Spirit. Whenever you speak harshly to your, to your spouse or to your children, to this run, you grieve the Holy Spirit. But it was the truth. Uh, oh, yeah, it might have been truth. But we're to speak the truth in love. Are you frustrated this morning? Is there something that's frustrating you? I want you to know that frustration is not a fruit of the Spirit. Okay, if you're experiencing frustration this morning, it's just an indicator that the Holy Spirit just wants to get a hold of that part of your life, and so wants you to surrender that to Him. Rick Renner, and Rick Renner says this in point number five. He says, "You are the Holy Spirit's home." Rick Renner's a very interesting guy. Uh, he's got a ministry. It's based, believe it or not, it's in Moscow, Russia, and God is using him over there. I don't know how it happens other than that it's God and the Holy Spirit is using him. Rick Renner says this. You see, when you got saved, the ultimate miracle was porn, performed inside your heart. The Holy Spirit took your spirit, which had been dead, in trespasses and sin and raised it to new life. His work inside you was so glorious that when it was all finished, he declared you to be his own. Now, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 says this, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? At that moment, your spirit became a marvelous temple of God. What Paul is saying is that when we invited the Spirit of Christ to come in, we became his home. We became his home. 
Paul says he refers to it as, as the temple. Ephesians 2 and 10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long to go, and that's the work of his spirit working in us. So today we need to declare to ourselves that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. i got one more point, and then we're going to close. Uh, and... Um, this, this, uh, this has to do uh, still in the same line with us being the temple. Bill Johnson, another, uh, another author and another uh, uh, man of God that we so appreciate around here and appreciate uh, uh, his ministry, uh, he has an interesting perspective on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and uh, he, he references a, a few uh, uh, sessions ago in our, in our home groups. We talked about hosting the presence of uh, of the Holy Ghost and hosting the presence. That's just what it was called. And uh, so, so in, in that series, um, uh, Bill talks about Gideon. And over in Judges chapter 6 and verse 33, it says this, Soon afterward, the armies of Midian, uh, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the, vill- the valley of Jezreel. It was a very dark day for the, uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, it was a dark day. People were going against God, and God had to uh, come and, and raise up uh, people that were sensitive to him. And so it says here that in uh, uh, verse 34, that in the midst of this dark day uh, and a dark time in, in Israel, that, that God came to Gideon. And verse 34 says, Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power, he blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Abizar came to him. And so it says in that, uh, that particular verse, then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon. And, and uh, Bill Johnson says, he says, Here, here's, he says this, is the, this is the right interpretation. He says that what happened at that moment is that the Holy Spirit clothed himself with Gideon. The Holy Spirit came and he clothed himself with Gideon. Think about that for just a moment. That when you invite Christ into your life, he comes to you individually And he clothes himself with you. And the process begins and the life begins. And the work of salvation begins. But here's the key. Look at this. Okay, he comes, okay? The glove is not too effective, right? Try to pick up something in my present state. Okay? Try to... Turn the, I've had trouble with the pages already this morning. You can imagine what kind of trouble I had this morning. Okay, all right. Okay, and so, so, so the, the point that, that Bill's making, this is, the, this, is the, this is the point for us this morning, is that in order for us to be effective for the Holy Spirit, we need to yield. We need to yield to his presence in every dimension of our life. So today, really, this is what this message is about. 
is you and I yielding to the Holy Spirit's presence in our life as we recognize that he has chosen to clothe himself with us. So I conclude this morning with, with this thought. Maybe, maybe there are, are two or three things that we need to do. Daily, have your place where you spend time in his presence. We need to do that. Number two, we need to record or write down what you think he is saying to you and share it with someone close to you. And we need to do that today. So, so there's a couple things that I can leave you with that, that you need to spend time in his presence. And number two, that you need to take time to write down what the Holy Spirit has said to you this morning. What did the Holy Spirit say to you through the word? Did you write it down? Share it with somebody like that. I'm going to ask you to stand with me because we're time, time, is, time is up. I'm going to ask the members of the prayer team to come. And they're going to stand across the front. I want to talk to people that are frustrated this morning. I want to talk to you about your frustrations. That's that's, that's the one I really want to look at today is just frustration. You know what? You know, and I'm not trying to go too broad on this, but it probably fits. You know, and I want to also talk to people today that got worries in your life. Worries in your life because... Holy Spirit wants us to yield to his presence, the worries, the frustrations. And, you know, today, if, if you've been harsh, been harsh, and I'm, Annette, can you bring the worship team up so I can move to the next part of this service here? But as, as the worship team comes up, I want you to start singing that song, Yes and Amen. All right, will you humor me for just a moment? Does anybody here got a frustration? Now, don't look at your spouse when you say that, okay? Okay, okay, you know, okay. Anybody had any worries this past week? Raise your hand, come on, raise your hand. Come on, come on. How about worries right now? Okay, okay, yeah, come on. Okay, it's true. And so, so this morning, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. The, you're going to sing yes and amen. Because all God's promises are true. So they're singing it, and I'm going to give you a chance. And if you're here this morning, you got frustrations, bring them up here and let, let one of the members of the prayer team pray with you and leave it here at the altar. If you've been harsh with someone today, you've been harsh, come on. Come up here and say, you know what, ask, ask the prayer team to pray for you and ask for forgiveness to that person you've been harsh with. Today, you know, if you got any worries, frustrations in here. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you today that, that you are not some force off in the great beyond, but you are a person that dwells within our heart. Thank you for the impact that you're making upon each and every one of us. So Father, today would you go from this place for those that uh, respond to the altar, God bless them. And, and thank you, Father, for a free course of your spirit. So, Lord, whether people go to the front for prayer or whether they are dismissing themselves from this day, may they go with an increased awareness of you, the person of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, permeating every part of their lives. And may all of us yield to every dimension so that you can have your influence and that your presence can be felt in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.
Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.